0: Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves News. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 66, and I am Davram, and we've got quite a bit to talk about. I know last week we talked about getting into um, getting ready for the adventure number two, which when the episode already came out, some of you have probably already done the adventure, so you already knew some of the answers to the questions, but it's out now, and I've played it, and I've got some thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's not the direction I thought it would go. Uh we've got a annoying returned bug that we thought was gone months ago, but in typical rare fashion it is returned. We'll go over that. And we also had the official Sea of Thieves podcast come out which was talking about adventures, mysteries and that kind of um cadence that they're doing. So we're going to get into the uh, official Sea of Thieves podcast as well. So a lot to go over today. Uh, I I think we should still hit our one hour. We might go over those. So just be prepared uh, for kind of a long one. So uh, let's first kick it off with the bug. The bug that uh, everyone hated when it was happening and then it got fixed and now all of a sudden it's back. And that is bucket reg so uh, if you're not familiar with what bucket reg is it is you take your bucket you run down in the bottom of your ship you do a scoop it shows there's water in your bucket you can throw the water out of the ship but the water actually doesn't change levels it's not that you threw the bucket and it bounced back into the ship it's literally you bucketed Nothing, but your bucket's full of water, and it's super, super annoying, especially when you're in combat, either in a PvE or a PvP encounter, Bucket Reg is super annoying, because ultimately you're trying to keep your ship from sinking, your bucket's filled with water, so you can't quickly just grab another one, right? You've gotta empty the bucket that you scooped, but the water in your ship doesn't go down. Uh, so super annoying bug, super game impacting bug, game breaking bug, to be honest, doesn't happen all the time. You may have not experienced it yet, but clearly it's back with the most, uh, um, most recent build that has been released. Um, and, and, We know that Rare is not exactly big on hot fixes slash taking servers down in order to get things fixed that might be broken. So anticipate Bucket Reg being around for at least until the next patch. So uh, at least another couple weeks, uh, if not month, right? Uh, Hopefully it's fixed before season seven. Obviously, we're going to have a patch before season seven as season six continues um, as we get closer to what we hope to see is the new pirate legend voyage, which was promised in season six, but we haven't seen yet, uh, along with the mystery, which we have been revealed that it hasn't been put in the game yet. So uh, if you're out there searching for the mystery or the clue that kicks off the mystery, um, which again, if you're not familiar with what mysteries are, we'll talk about that in uh, a little later when we talk about the official Sea of Thieves podcast. But Hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully we see a, a patch sooner than later because bucket reg is a very annoying thing for new players and veteran players alike. Veteran players, we're used to it. We've had it for for off and on uh, for a while now. We thought it was gone. It, it was gone, it seemed, for, you know, the, the season five, part, or uh, yeah, season five, uh, into season five, it was definitely gone. Now, all of a sudden, in season six. That annoying and game-breaking bug is now back. And again, for me, you, you've heard it many, many times on this show. Rare needs to stop, stop, stop releasing patches which reintroduce bugs in the, in the past. Yes, no code is ever going to be perfect. No game will ever be perfect. There will always be issues. There will always be bugs. There will always be exploits, especially in games that are live service. World of Warcraft, EverQuest, Final Fantasy, Planetside, New World, Sea of Thieves, all these games, which are live service games, there's always going to be bugs. There's always going to be issues with the code just based on how the game is. The problem with Rare has been that they get rid of these bugs. They eliminate the bugs. They get them out of the system. And then all of a sudden they make changes either somewhere else or with something that kind of involves what the bug used to be. And they reintroduce it and it's not caught in any sort of QA. It's not caught, uh, before it hits the live servers. And that's a big problem in my mind. It's, it's a problem that I will continue to hold their toes to the fire. It is a problem that I will continue to, to, to criticize because if you, if you have a mistake once, I get it. I understand mistakes happen. If you have a mistake twice, I'm going to get slightly irritated because you shouldn't be making the same mistake twice. Now, if you continue to allow mistakes to happen, if you continue to allow bugs to last, you exploits to last weeks and months at a time and do nothing about it or reintroduce them, that's when I'm really going to have an issue. And Rare has proven time and time again that they are not capable of keeping bugs and exploits out of their game. They will reintroduce them. So if you get used to a bug or an exploit now, most likely in a few months, maybe a year from now, that nasty, nasty bug will be back in circulation and it's not going to be pleasant. So Rare, get your shit together. I I don't know. Again, there are so many teams that work on this game as far as development is concerned, so it's hard to pinpoint... An individual team who may be responsible for letting these bugs back in, but it all goes back to the QA team for me, right? They know what has been fixed in the past. They have all the notes. They have all the change logs. At least a good QA team should, and a good uh, a good a good software development company should have an archive of change logs. They should know. They should see the feedback from players. They should have an archive of all the customer service complaints and all that stuff. They should have a list on a board. That- that says these issues, every single build must be tested, hit reg, server, bucket reg, all these things that have been game breaking for so long, off and on, off and on, they should have a list. And before they let a build go out into the wild, they should make sure that at least those high priority game breaking bugs and exploits are gone. And if they're there, then they cannot release that code into the wild. I don't care if it's the night before that the the next patch is supposed to, I don't care. Delay the patch. Make sure that when you push code to live, it is as clean and crisp as possible. If it is not, you are doing a disservice to your customers. You are doing a disservice to your player base. You are killing player experience by allowing buggy, bad code to hit servers. I'm not expecting it to be perfect. No one can be perfect except for me. I've, I I I you know I know I'm perfect. But nothing no code no game is going to be perfect. But it needs to be as clean and crisp as possible and they're not executing that. Patch after patch, update after update, season after season, they are not making sure that the code is coming out crisp and clean. They know what players complain about. Trust me, I've seen Twitter, I've read Reddit, They know what players are bitching about. They've said it on their podcast. They know what players are frustrated about. You need to have that on a giant board where the QA team and the dev team who is rolling out this code and who is testing it before it goes live, that needs to be in... Make a banner. Spend a couple hundred bucks. Make a giant wall-sized banner in Rare and say, code does not get released unless... One, two, three, four, five, however many it needs on that list, unless these things are clean and crisp, then we release the code. I don't, I just don't know what to say at this point. And the only people at this point that I can blame is the, is the, is the leads, right? The, 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 the managers who are allowing this to happen. And it all comes down for me to Joe Neat, right? Joe Neat is the executive producer of Sea of Thieves, and he has people that report to him, obviously, on a developmental side, on a, on a story-based side. Like, everyone goes up to Joe, right? And Joe should be spearheading this and saying, look, I understand that we're on a crunch. I understand that we've put this seasonal cadence in front of ourselves, but I cannot allow us to continue to take heat from this asshole podcaster out there and continue to get angry tweet that fill up our customer service boxes and angry things on Reddit for the same damn mistakes. We cannot continue to make these same mistakes. (coughs) I don't know what Joe needs to do. I honestly don't. I don't know if it comes down, and I hate to ever say that people should lose their jobs over it, but this is the same thing over and over again. It's a systematic uh, issue, and what I think is the leadership over there running these different departments. They are allowing it to be daisy to hit their timelines. And as someone who's managed projects for most of his career, hitting timelines is very important. But you know what's better? What is more important? Making sure the solution that you roll out to your customers is crisp, it's clean, and it works. And Rare continues to fail on that level. The critical level. I would rather them delay a patch. I would rather them push their timeline in order to give us something that's clean and crisp. Speaking of clean and crisp, last week I ranted for quite some time about the ropes um, in the, uh, the new Phantom Forts specifically the rope that holds the uh, the platform that allows you to raise and lower with pulleys your loot and take it out kind of out to the the door of the fort where you can harpoon it onto your ship well i thought i was pissed off enough over that but thank you to ghostboy20 on twitter for letting me know it's worse than i thought ghostboy20 hits me up on Twitter and says, the Wilds have pulleys that have no ropes on them. Now, I had to go see for myself. So yesterday... Um, on stream uh, again usually this is recorded during the week and then released on the weekend but I wanted to finish the adventure before I I did this episode because I wanted to talk about the adventure because that's kind of the big thing going on right now um so when I was doing the adventure and you have to go to the wilds as part of the adventure, I took a look at the pulleys on the first floor the first floor pulley that opens the door the the gate that allows you another entrance into the fort and sure enough, Sure enough, the pulley is sitting on a rock and there is no rope whatsoever anywhere to open the door. The pulley is there, but there is no rope. Your pirate just kind of reaches into the rock and is just going That is complete and utter laziness. Like, okay, I get it. You missed a couple pixels. You missed a couple pixels on the downstairs rope that holds the, the thing. So you've made a levitating platform... On the pulley rope downstairs. You missed a couple pixels. All right. All right. Well, you've patched now, and that's still not fixed. So, poo-poo on you. That should have been a simple fix that you just fixed because it looks like garbage. It is your new highlighted content, and it looks like shit. And now a patch has gone by with another adventure, and it still looks like shit. So now, before this patch, uh, Ghost Boy hits me up and says, check out these pulleys. Now that the patch is out, I'm like, oh, maybe it's probably fixed. Oh, no, it's not fixed. There are still no ropes on the Wild's Fort pulleys that open the door. It is cursed. It is absolutely cursed, and it's absolute laziness. If this is your new feature, and it needs to look good, and the the forts look beautiful, except it's like you cut corners, right? You cut corners. It's like, okay, we're going to make a filet mignon, but I don't have any filet. So I'm just going to get hamburger, shape it like a filet, wrap bacon around it. No one will notice, right? No, you're serving me a filet mignon, but you're giving me hamburger wrapped in bacon. That's a bacon burger, not filet mignon. Okay. You make these beautiful forts. They're Absolutely gorgeous they, I love the different themes in the different areas They're beautiful the architecture is amazing the 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 plant life all the little details in there but the problem is a functional thing right I can forgive not having a painting in a painting frame. Why? Well, maybe there's just no painting in the painting frame right I don't know in that case if whoever designed that, meant for there to be a painting and just for some reason it's lost in the wall? Don't know. Don't know. There's nothing that tells me that there should have been a painting in that that, that empty picture frame. There's zero things. But when it's an interactable pulley uh, that they've used everywhere, which clearly have ropes, and you can see the track for the ropes in the art design, and there's no rope, that is literal laziness. That is someone who designed this quickly and forgot to put them in there forgot to put the damn ropes in there and it looks like shit it literally just crushes my overall experience and immersion in these forts i like these forts a lot but these little tiny mistakes these little tiny details absolutely crush me because again it shows that the true attention to detail at rare is not there they are so focused on hitting these deadlines. They are so focused on rolling out this content on the, the the cycle that they're doing that they're missing the little details. And I always say, both in my professional and personal career, don't skip out on the details. The details are very, very important. When I go to the gym and I'm lifting weights, right? I could go in there and I could half-ass it and I could get a workout in, get my blood pumping, get my, you know, get Like do things, but if I'm forgetting my form in, in a bicep curl or a, or a, or a deadlift or a squat, I can hurt myself, right? I can hurt myself. I can, I can do the weight and I can just, you know, oh, I'm just going to throw it around and look like some monkey in the gym. That's absolutely fine. I could do that. One, I'm not getting the same workout out of it. If I was using proper form and two, I can hurt myself. Don't skip the small details. And Rare is skipping out on small details that literally make these things cursed. Like, these are phantom forts. They're already cursed by a whole bunch of ghosts. Please don't take away from the player the beauty that you've created by skipping out on these small details. Now, on stream last night, because Captain Logan of the Keelhaul podcast loves to push my buttons, he took me outside the fort in the wild and said, hey, check out this pulley. There is a pulley on the outside lower level of the Wilds' forts that is literally floating in air. It has no rope on it, even though it's interactable, and it's got no platform under it. It is floating 360 degrees. You can look around this thing. On all directions, there is no platform below it. There is nothing holding it on the side, and there's no rope. It's absolutely atrocious that these things are getting by. And these things show me, they show me that Rare is skipping out on small details in order to hit hit deadlines and get stuff rolled out. It shows me that they are not caring about the small things. They're not caring. And they can talk, you know, Mike can talk and Joe can talk and John can talk and all those teams can talk about how focused they are in the overall player experience and how they want the players to have a wonderful time and wonderful experience then stop skipping out on the small details. Open your damn eyes. Look for your mistakes. If you don't have a team that's capable of really diving in and looking critically at both the mechanics and the overall presentation of your your game, then you need to get a new team that does that. You need to get a new team that does that because clearly the team that's in place now is not doing their job. We can see that the art team is perfectly capable of putting out beautiful, gorgeous, amazing things. Log into Sea of Thieves and just look around. The world is absolutely gorgeous and it is complete travesty. It is complete heartbreak that now we are missing. And I know in the past they've that there have been things that miss giant holes and different things like that. I wasn't doing the show back then and you could imagine that I would be pissed off then. I love this game and I love how it looks and I can't stand the laziness. I can't stand the laziness. May it be reintroducing a bug that we know is shitty and we know players can't stand or may it be missing out on a a simple pulley rope or some pixels that really just take you out of the immersion and make your overall experience like, man, this thing is beautiful. Except for that, that glaring eyesore that makes me want to dump salt in my eye. Oh, it's just so, oh, it pains me. It pains me. So Ghostboy20, thank you for bringing this to my attention. And again, I, I apologize. We're now two episodes in a row that we're ranting about ropes. But I found something else. I found something else in the wilds as well. In the wilds, above the hearth, which if you don't know what a hearth is, it is the fireplace in the, in the like chow hall where they eat. There's a kraken skull. Now, I'm not going to get into the questions of how there is a Kraken skull there. These are Spanish forts. They're memories. But did these Spanish forts originate in the Sea of Thieves? And then they were lost and now they're back? Did they originate outside the Sea of Thieves? I don't know. But there's a Kraken skull there. I don't know how the Kraken skull got there. It doesn't make much sense. L- Captain Logan was bringing that up. That The Kraken skull there makes zero sense if these are memories and they're forts from outside the Sea of Thieves. I don't know. Maybe they were once in the Sea of Thieves. Maybe we'll find out and it'll make sense why there's a Kraken skull there. But I'm not going to get into that debate. What I'm going to get into is there are chains holding the, 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 the Kraken up. I'm not talking about the chains around the beak or the nose of the Kraken. Those look fine. They're attached to the ceiling. They're clearly wrapped around the skull, so they clearly would hold the skull up. What I'm talking about is the chains, which are attached to the ceiling, are supposed to go through the eye crevice of the Kraken to continue to hold the Kraken up against the wall and stabilize it. Get close to the eye sockets. You will notice the chains are not attached to the Kraken's skull in any way, shape, or form. They are not connected to each other. They are just levitating inside the skull hole of the Kraken skull. They are just levitating there. So tell me again how we are building a beautiful and amazing player experience that you can immerse yourselves in when these small little details are missing. They're missing. And it shows laziness. It shows lack of caring. And I know for a fact that these rare folks care about their game. But clearly, there are people at that company who don't give a shit and are going for the easy way out. And it pisses me off. And it really pisses me off that the people in leadership are not catching this and taking action against the folks who are being lazy and leaving this stuff out. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Let's move on, shall we? Don't you like when I start off all ragey? Wonderful. So, see, I like to plan out these episodes and I like to change it up, right? Sometimes we rage at the beginning, sometimes we rage in the middle, sometimes we rage at the end. It's guaranteed there's probably going to be some sort of rage that pisses me off, but it just depends. We got to we got to switch it up. We, we got to figure out where the rage is going to come from. So let's talk about the adventure. Okay. Um, if you remember back on adventure number one, I said the adventure was good, not great. I said it was a good baseline for them to then go from there and make something better each time. Right. And I am super disappointed in adventure two. I will say this adventure was bad, not good. They digressed, which is what I said. I, I didn't want to see. I think the story behind the adventure was great. I think the execution of the adventure took away from that and made it bad. And let me tell you why. First and foremost, first and foremost, This is a time limited event, which means players are going to do what they need to do in order to get the event done in time. For some dumbass reason, Rare decided to make the Jailer spawn at the beginning of the Fort event. Which means in order to get these done in the most efficient and quick way, players are going to the Fort. They're killing the Jailer. They're going downstairs while the Phantom Fort is still up and w- on wave one. They're opening the jail cell. They're talking to the people and they're leaving in order to get their deeds completed. Which means if another player comes later, and I experienced this myself on three different occasions. If another player comes later, the jailer has respawned. Why? Because the fort has respawned. The fort has reset. But it hasn't been long enough for the prisoners to reset, which means I cleared the entire fort. Now, I didn't think to look in the jail cell at the beginning. I cleared the entire fort and went down there to find an empty jail. That is poor design. That is really bad design. Right? That is bad design because it encourages the way the jailer is spawned in the way it is in the very beginning. It encourages players in order to get their check mark for their limited time event to kill the jailer, take the key, open the door, talk to the people they need to talk to and get the hell out and ruin the experience for every other player until it resets. The prisoners do not reset when the entire island reset because when I did it three times, the jailer was up, but the prison was empty. That is really bad design. I can't believe that that's how it was designed. I can't believe that that's how it was rolled out. Really bad design, really bad for player experience. Number two of why this execution is bad. RNG, RNG, you have to rescue. I believe it is nine or 12 members of Golden Sands, right? All the NPCs of Golden Sands you have to rescue. Wanda is always in the jail cell, so you only get an opportunity to get two other people aside from Wanda in each jail cell that you do, and it's completely random, which means you could sail around and you could do a hundred different phantom forts and still be missing someone because it's completely random on the individuals that are spawning inside of the fort. That is really bad design, and it's really bad for player experience, especially for players who don't have that much time to play and therefore doing their adventure to try to get their sword and try to get their, um, you can get the sword regardless if you free them all, but to get your title, your limited time stuff, your memento that, that Rare feels very important for us to unlock these mementos as a memory of something cool that we did, It's horrible design. It's horrible design. What happens if there's a player with limited amount of time to play each week only has what two a week, two weeks to get this done, two weeks, I think. And they bust their ass to do as many phantom forts as they can and miss one person. I can tell you this on stream yesterday, on stream yesterday, we did nonstop phantom forts for over five hours and I am still missing two people. And that's on top of doing phantom forts for two hours the previous day by myself. And I am still missing two people. That is a total, a total of nearly, I probably put nearly eight hours into phantom forts and still have not been able to complete all the deeds because of the RNG. That is very, very, very bad design, horrible design for a limited time event. Since it's completely random, it's completely random. There is no guarantee that you will actually get your, your event done. There's no guarantee. Is it, is it probable that you'll get it done? Sure. But there's no guarantee because it's always random. And based on your playtime, you may not have the hours in to roll that dice on on a positive note. Eight hours, and I still have not got my deeds done because I'm still missing two people who have not spawned. That is very, very poor design. The next one. The next one. The prisoners will despawn and the fort will not reset with them if you get driven away from the fort. There will be a video of me reacting to playing through this out on the YouTube channel later this later this week. And you'll see that I got a sloop that came and attacked me at the fort. I had the jail cell key. The prisoners were in the jail cell, but I didn't want to give them the key. I didn't want to give them the loot. I didn't want to give them that. So I stopped fighting. I stopped looting. I had both keys on my boat when they attacked because I saw them coming. So I was prepping in case they came. There were prisoners in the jail cell. Wanda and all of them were in the jail cell. And I set sail to attack, to, to, to defend myself, right? I didn't want my boat to sink. I didn't want to lose all my loot. So I set sail to defend them myself. And in that fight, that, that fight out there, I sunk them because they were dumb and had a shit ton of kegs on their boat. And well, things go boom. I sunk them. And when I returned to my fort, probably five, 10 minutes later, The fort had not respawned yet. There were no new phantoms, no new jailer, nothing. My loot was still everywhere that, you know, I had, I'd put it, it's still in the, uh, laying on the floor from getting it from all the different, um, little compartments. Um, the loot that I got from the upstairs was still there. The, the loot in the, the main hold was still there. I was able to open the main hold, go in and guess what? The loot was still there. The jail cell was still locked. However, the prisoners were gone. Very bad design. Very bad experience. Horrible experience. I had to defend my boat from an attacker. And because of that, I lost out on credit on the adventure. That is absolutely asinine and absolutely horrible design. Just horrible design. bad player experience. So let's talk about the story that we learned from uh let's talk about the story that we learned from this adventure. When we talk to Bell, it continues where the last story uh left off. We are trying to find the survivors of Golden Sands. And Bell has told us that they are being held in the Phantom Forts and that we have to kill the Jailer to get the key to release them. And we have all the inhabitants of the Golden Sands Forts or uh, Golden Sands Outpost in the different Sea Forts, random RNG. But, you know, for story purposes, they're all out there. You just got to go save them. For programming purposes, well, they weren't programmed well. So our task is to set out kill the jailer, get the key and rescue them. Each of the different characters have a very on character response to you. uh, when you talk to them, um, Hugh is, you know, worried about his gold. Uh, Tina is saying that you get free drinks forever. So like, it was very on point. The writing was done very well. It was short. It was sweet um, from each of the NPCs, and it gave you kind of an inside look about what's important to them um, and how they treat you um, as their rescuer slash, slash pirate, right? So that was very nice. And when we talked to Wanda, her, uh, um, her write-up was a little bit longer, and we find that since Wanda, her sister, Wanda with an A, not an O, Wanda, not Wanda, the mass stranger, if you will, since she refused to help Flameheart and Flameheart Jr., they captured and destroyed Golden Sands to capture Wanda with an O, not an A, Wanda, not Wanda, in order for, to get her to make them curse cannonballs and weaponry, and she refused. And she said she will continue to refuse, and we just so happened to save her before anything worse could happen. There is also a ritual circle on the ground, and we could see that in the previous adventure when we were exploring the Phantom Forts, but that was all that we saw, some skeletons in the cell and what appeared to be some ritual circle. Now, there is a box, a box that you should feel pretty at home with as it was in the um, the tall tale, uh, the lover's tall tale, um, wild rose. There we go. It was in the wild rose tall tale and it's in every single order of souls tent. It has the order of souls logo right on the top of it. It is the box that they open up and it's got all the blue glowing mist that kind of comes out of it and that they use in all their ritual stuff. It is sitting there now in the middle of the ritual circle and it is called The Enchantment Vessel. The Enchantment Vessel. Good job, Rare, on whoever is the appropriate grammar Nazi at your company because they failed. Enchantment Vessel is two nouns put together. If you wanted it to be an adjective in a noun, you should have made it the Enchanting Vessel. Or if you wanted to describe the vessel, more so, you could have made it the Enchanted Vessel. But enchantment vessel is a noun and a noun. Yes, I looked it up in both Webster's and Oxford. Neither one of them says enchantment is, a, or enchantment is a verb. So you have a noun noun. And that is what we now call them noun nouns. They're not enchantment vessels. They are noun nouns. Because of the horrible grammar that, again, laziness completely missed a small detail. That I hope other people picked up on and was not happy about. Noun nouns. That's what they are. Noun nouns. You know what probably happened? Someone tried to type in enchanted vessel or enchanting vessel and they got auto-corrected and it went enchantment vessel. I guess in a way they could say that it's a vessel holding enchantments. But then it would be enchantments vessel, a vessel holding enchantments. But enchantment vessel, no, it's a noun, noun problem, but we'll get past that. So what Bell has asked you to do. Uh, when you talk to her and start this entire adventure is you must go to one phantom fort in each area. So shores of plenty, ancient Isles, and the wilds in order to complete this, you must go to all three. And it is like a tall tale and that a book appears on your quest table and you go to all three and there's a, you can get three noun nouns, um, and she'll give you money for them. And once you do all three, you can return to her and speak to her and hopefully you didn't get merged because then it breaks it and you have to wait for a while and walk away from her and walk back again. Poor design because their merging system breaks the damn quest, but eventually it will work. So just keep running away from her and then coming back and running away from her and coming back. Eventually it will work. I promise we experienced it last night and we finally got it to work after running over golden sands back and forth and back and forth until eventually it triggered and we could complete. The quest again, missing the small details, poor player perform, poor player experience. Too many examples of that in this podcast. When you talk to her again and you, you could sell your, uh, and, 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 your noun nouns to her. And uh, she gives you somewhere between 1,000 and 1,100 gold, maybe 1,200 gold um, for these. You can't sell them to Reapers, even if you steal them. You cannot sell them to Order of Souls or any other trading company or person. They have to go to Bell at Golden Sands. Only place you can sell them. We've tested. Only place. And now the story kind of changes a little bit because we hear... In these jail cells talking to people, specifically I believe it was Olga, the Order of Souls lady, we hear that Flameheart has captured an ancient, or that he's trying to capture an ancient. We're not quite sure. And when we return to Belle, we find out more details with our noun nouns when we sell them to her and rescue the people of Golden Sands. She informs us that Flameheart is after the Vessel of the Ancients, which previously in cutscenes, tall tales, books, and lore is said to be housed in the shores of gold in the throne room where Ramsay the Gold Hoarder was. That is now not the case. How it got from there to where it is now is a complete mystery. But what she says is she said it's in the belly of the pale one. Now, if you just stop there, we could think of a lot of things. Well, what's the pale one? Is that an ancient? What is the pale one? Is that a name for a special type of kraken we haven't seen yet? What is the pale one? Interesting. But then as you continue on, she says that Merrick may be able to assist us. And uncovering and getting the Vessel of the Ancients from the Pale One. Well, if you played this game for long enough, you know who Merrick is. Merrick is the Hunter's Call, basically, leader. The captain of the Killer Whale. Hunter of Megalodons. He's lost both legs. Poor man. The Pale One they are referring to is the Shrouded Ghost. Pale one they're referring to is the belly of the shrouded ghost. That is what I believe. Again, it never says shrouded ghost in there, but the only creature that Merrick is famous for is megalodons. And when we say pale one, the only megalodon that's pale that we know of is the shrouded ghost. So it's very interesting that the shrouded ghost is where this vessel of the ancients is. Now keep in mind, these adventures are on, th- are in three acts. We have done act one and we have done act two, which means this upcoming adventure that we will see next is the final act of this part of the story. It is, and, and as they've said, it is supposed to be a grand ending and it is supposed to have a choice for us, the player to guide where the story goes next. So it's time for a little speculation from the old Davron, which I don't do very often. There was a very popular event, and unfortunately I wasn't playing at the time, called the Hungering Deep, where you summoned the Megalodon with a song. It was a very popular event. A lot of people really enjoyed that. And we haven't had that since The Hungering Deep. We haven't had the carrying of a song to a certain point in the water in order to summon a megalodon for an event. We haven't had that again. So I think Rare may be diving back into history and bringing back an old mechanic of The Hungering Deep. Will it be the same? Maybe. I hope not but maybe it'll be the same. Maybe it'll be similar. But I feel like Merrick is going to teach us how to summon the elusive and some people believe non-existent shrouded ghost in order for us to have an epic battle with the Pale One, killing it and receiving the Vessel of the Ancients. Now, summoning the shrouded ghost The elusive pale one. The one that people believe doesn't exist because of the title and never seeing it. People have communities that create massive meg hunts in order to try to get the title Hunter of the Shrouded Ghost or the big title of Killing Multiple. Here's how I think it's going to go down. Rare Really enjoys reskinning things. They really enjoy reskinning things that people spent time to get or that were at one point limited time, but they're reskinned. I think there is going to be a title given out at the end of this, and I do believe we're going to have to kill the Shrouded Ghost. But because it is not the naturally spawning sc- Shrouded Ghost, you will not get Hunter of the Shrouded Ghost. You will not get credit. Towards your shrouded ghost kills as a pirate legend. No. I believe they are going to reskin that title and piss a lot of people off. Because they love to reskin things. And irritate people who put in the time or who was there at the time. When a limited time thing was rolled out. And they just repainted it and reskinned it and slapped it back out there. And pissed people off who actually put the work in. In order to get the damn thing. They're not going to do Hunter of the Shrouded Ghost. I believe this story, we're going to go talk to Merrick. He's going to give us some sort of song or ritual that we will then have to carry to a certain part in the ocean or a certain part in the Sea of Thieves, just like The Hungering Deep, because everyone enjoyed that, and bringing back a a beloved mechanic and a beloved event is a very good idea for Rare to do. So I think it's going to be a rendition of what we saw in The Hungering Deep, And they're going to bring it out and we're going to have to take this song or whatever to a certain point in the Sea of Thieves of which we will be able to summon the Shrouded Ghost. And we'll all be excited because we're going to get the Hunter of the Shrouded Ghost title. But in fact, it will be a reskin title and you'll get something like the Vanquisher of the Shrouded Ghost, which means, yes, you killed. A shrouded ghost. You did not kill the shrouded ghost, you killed the shrouded ghost, right? You see the difference? The versus the wanda versus wanda, right? Right? You get it? Right? You killed the shrouded ghost, but it's not the shrouded ghost, it's the shrouded ghost. Are we are we confused? But do we understand where Rare's going here with this? Wanda, not Wanda. Legendary sea dog weapons versus legendary weapons. Come on. It's going to be the vanquisher of the Shrouded Ghost, and it's going to piss a lot of people off who have got the Hunter title. But it's also going to mean that people have the Shrouded Ghost title or a Shrouded Ghost title, not the Shrouded Ghost title, the Shrouded Ghost title. Are we following? Are you seeing the confusion here? Are you seeing the problem here? Because there's no way, there is no way that anyone at rare who has two cents in their head would have an event where you go kill the shrouded ghost and you get the hunter of the shrouded ghost title. And then you do the adventure five more times and you complete the killing of the shrouded ghost as a pirate legend. There is no way that anyone at rare would think that's a good idea. People would lose their shit over that, especially those folks Who have got the Shrouded Ghost legitimately, and who have got the five kills as a pirate legend legitimately. Those folks would lose their damn minds. You know, kind of like the people who, you know, worked really hard in Arena and got their weapons and got their titles, but now guess what? Their weapons are just being repainted and re-released to anyone who's a pirate legend and who probably I'm going to guess level up in their Athena. You know, like those people are pissed. There's no way Rare would make that mistake again. Is there? I don't know. I hope not. I would kind of be irritated even if you got a title like Vanquisher of the the Shrouded Ghost. But I could see Rare, since they're a fan of cold leftovers and basically taking a luscious piece of chicken that used to be a beautiful chicken cordon bleu, letting it sit in the fridge for a week, then chopping it up and putting mayonnaise on it and calling it chicken salad. Rare loves to do that. Rare loves to use leftovers. So using the leftovers, again, (coughs) the tasty, everyone loved leftovers of the Hungering Deep, mixed with the cold, stale leftovers of a title, repainting it and calling it something new. I can 100% see them doing that. So we'll see where it goes, but based on the clues that we've got right now, my speculation is we'll talk to Merrick We will redo a event like the Hungering Deep because everyone liked that. We will kill the Shrouded Ghost. We will receive some sort of title giving a tip of the hat that you killed the Shrouded Ghost, not the Shrouded Ghost, but the Shrouded Ghost, right? The versus the. Ask Ohio State about that. It's very important to some people. And then we will have a choice to make with that vessel, which will close Act 3 Of this first story. I believe that when this comes out. It will also uh, coincide with the item. Or the thing that is in the game. For us to kick off the first mystery. I think it will also coincide. With the repeatable pirate legend voyage. And the potential. What everyone thinks is an increase. In the pirate legend Athena reputation. And it will bring in our beloved. Jolly. Fat pirate lord into the story for the next series of the story, the next three acts of our story. But I believe our choice will have to revolve around that vessel of the ancients and what we're going to do with it. And that will be the choice, which will determine the fate of golden sands because, and we're not going to have time to talk about it today. And we'll talk about this next time in the adventures official Sea of Thieves podcast. It was explained that the choice that we will make or the choice that we will make will help determine the future of Golden Sands in that, will it return to the beautiful, glorious, amazing outpost that we've loved for so long? Or will it remain in ruin? It'll never be the same, but where will it go? And what will happen to the inhabitants? Will they go and start another outpost somewhere else? Will we find them wandering the Sea of Thieves like Duke used to? Will we find them at the other outposts? Who knows? We could always use another bartender, Ancient Spire. It's fine. Two bartenders. That's cool. Extra booze. Either way, I'm excited at the direction of these adventures. I'm excited about the story side. What I am not happy with is the execution. I think the first adventure was executed okay, um, which means the overall adventure with story was good, not great, but it was a baseline, and they've backtracked on this one. The story on this one was awesome. It was great. I would say the story was great. The problem is the execution was so bad that the overall adventure, in my opinion, was bad because the execution was so horrible. And there's a chance that even though I've put in eight hours so far in this exclusively in this adventure that I may not get the deed because of the randomization and the fact that the jailer is in there very first, which means I may not even get a chance to talk to a prisoner because someone has beat me to it and the game does not reset the prison at the same time that the fort resets. So very poor, very, very poor execution of this adventure, but the story's there and I'm intrigued to see where they go, but I really think we're going to be hunting down the shrouded ghost, And I really think there's going to be a shrouded ghost title on the line and it's going to cause a lot of drama and a lot of pissed off people. Next week, we will talk about the official Sea of Thieves podcast. And my thoughts on the comments that were said about the adventures, about the mystery, I think there was a lot of good information. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you go over and watch and or listen to the official Sea of Thieves podcast on their channels or your podcasting app and check that out. And we'll talk about my thoughts on it next week. Remember, you can catch me live on twitch.tv. Five days a week, my schedule is always updated so you can see what game we play. And if you would like <clears throat> to check out two Podcasters, one boat. You can always come by on the first three to four Saturdays. The last Saturday of the month is not Sea of Thieves Saturday, but the other Saturdays of the month, it's me and Captain Logan of the Keelhaul Podcast. And I'll tell you what, it's spicy and it's a lot of fun where we discuss a lot of things about Sea of Thieves and our opinions on the game. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you next week on Pirate Talk. Radio.